This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First hour in the books, dear Lord, that was fast. We are less than an hour from gates opening at Arrowhead. I don't know how more I can emphasize this. Get there as soon as you possibly can. There's three reasons why. Gates open at 2 o'clock. It's freaking Saturday. It's gorgeous outside. It's the first preseason game of the year. Three. It's going to be packed. I think there's going to be 55,000 people there tonight. My boss disagrees with me. A bunch of people disagree with me. Text line 69306. You taking the Lycans over or under on 55,000? 69306, the Protein House. Eat with a purpose text line. Text with a purpose. Over under 55,000 tonight. Again, that stadium holds close to 80. Also, if you're on your way out there, hit us up on the text line and let us know how the crowd is, how busy it is, all that, because we need a little proof. Back my guy up here. From the text line, you guys talk about the Chiefs must and will win the Super Bowl. So what happens if the Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl? We have to ask that in Kansas City. I think you just need to get there. I've said all year it's Super Bowl or bust. Right. Winning the Super Bowl is tough in general. It's like in college basketball. Get to the Final Four if you're Kansas every single year. That's what your goal is. Get to the Final Four. If you get there, then you got to think about winning it. I can't think about winning it if I don't get there. So the Chiefs need to get to the Super Bowl because I think they are the second best team in the AFC according to Vegas, according to numbers, according to over-unders. And if they don't get to the Super Bowl, then you've got a whole new narrative on Andy Reid. But a narrative that you have on Patrick Mahomes is LeBron James. Oh, by the way, here's from the text line from the 816. Well, we're all heading up there with 10 of us, so over 55,000. Nick Price is going, and he's going to have about 17 claws with him mm-hmm. and a few tanker bros out there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Brett, Brett Veach spoke with the ringer. I know Ron, the show, Hughley had a take on it. I know Carrington Harrison had somebody on from the ringer to talk about it. The quote that came out to me is this one, very simple. And I start reading now. There are two main phases to having a young quarterback in this era. The first is making sure you maximize the years he is cheap. And the second is making sure that the franchise isn't destroyed when he becomes expensive. The rookie wage dictates that Mahomes makes $1.96 million in salary this year with a $4.5 million cap hit. The current quarterback market dictates that Mahomes will make a ton more very shortly. Adam Schefter of ESPN has reported earlier this year that Mahomes could become the league's first $200 million player. Some things in this world are worth the price tag. Ferraris, oceanfront property, and extra guacamole. And Mahomes is one of those things. Quote, I think Pat will get what he deserves because guys like that do, end quote, Veach said. 
He joked about Mahomes' already robust endorsements portfolio, which has him in a pretty good place at the at the moment. Veach then quoted again as saying, he's like LeBron James. He's a rock star, end quote, Veach said. Quoted again saying, quote, he doesn't fly commercial anymore. Must be nice. End quote. He didn't say must be nice. I did. The key, of course, is that Mahomes is that if Mahomes is like LeBron James, Veach has to pair him with some Anthony Davises. Quote, we've got a lot of talent. We have the league MVP. We have what we believe is the best player in the NFL, but he can't do it all by himself, end quote, Veach said. Nick Price, let's break this down. Brett Veach said he doesn't fly commercial anymore and that he's got a ton of endorsements. So you know money's coming in from one side, which raises your stock. The richer you get, the more popular you get because what? Money is power, Mm. and power is everything. So there's that side, plus the side that Adam Schefter and Jay Binkley and Carrington Harrison and Josh Vernier and Josh Klingler have all stated, and we've stated, Mahomes is going to get paid. He's going to get $200 million. We know that, right? We kind of have a feeling about Yeah, nobody's got a problem with that either. Because he deserves it. Yeah. Because what he did in year one at 23 years old was insane. And because you've never had a quarterback like him in franchise history. And he's got all the house money in the world. Yeah. You drafted him. You moved up to draft him. Sorry, Chicago. Um, You have other things involved with Patrick Mahomes. The 50 touchdowns, the 5,000 yards, the prime of his life hasn't even started in the NFL. I would assume that that'll be around 26, 27, 28. Watch out. Which is still, what, three, almost two and a half, three years away? So we're in early prime, okay? Mahomes has all the room in the world to make that money. And by the quotes that we hear from Brett Veach in this article and this little snippet of this entire article from The Ringer, it sounds like Veach doesn't have a problem getting him that money. What I also like is that what Jay Binkley has hit on is that the window is very small. You've got to win now because you look at Seattle, right? That Seattle defense is gone. But they've got a ring. They should have two, but they've got a ring. They got their ring. And they're still relevant because they have their quarterback in Russell Wilson, who just got paid, who is now entering his prime or almost out of his prime because the NFL, your prime is like that. And at the quarterback position, unless you're Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, it tends to stick around a little bit longer because you're protected. Like Brett Veach says, Mahomes will be protected. What I like that the ringer brings up is that you're going to have to surround him with guys like Anthony Davis's in L.A. And this is interesting, too, because LeBron James, a lot of people's narrative of LeBron James, LeBron James pouts. He doesn't get what he wants. He likes to run things. It's difficult to work with. Right. And that's coming from people that either, A, haven't been around LeBron James, or, B, have a strong anti-bias towards LeBron James. Okay? Or, three, they had a bad experience with him because they didn't get what they wanted on their team or they were a piece they got traded. Okay, J.R. Smith is one of the most crazy people in the NBA. Loves LeBron James, right? LeBron James is the best player in the entire world when it comes to basketball. When you're that damn good and you have that type of track record and you've never been in trouble and you're perceived as by many or most as the greatest person in that sport, you can kind of do what you want. You can get people to get attracted to you that are in your sport. You look at the Lakers, Anthony Davis. DeMarcus Cousins, they all came over to L.A. this year because they know LeBron's there, they know it's L.A., and they know they can win a title, okay? I know Tyreek Hill's going to get paid. I know Chris Jones is going to get paid. 
I don't know how much they're going to get paid, and I don't know, honestly, if it's going to be by this team. But I know that there are going to be veterans that are slowly declining, but they haven't quite hit the floor yet, that are going to be like, you know what? I don't have a title. I'd love to get a title. I'm going to go play with Pat. I know he makes a lot of money. I'll take a little bit less than I should probably get from this team that doesn't have a chance, and I'll surround myself with Pat Mahomes. He's 23. He'll be 24 September 18th. Right now, we're already comparing him to LeBron James. According to Brett Veach, the general manager of this team. Yeah, it seems fitting. Yeah, I think also you look at the way that they built those teams. You kind of touched on it, but they built those teams around LeBron. You get like one or two big stars around him, and then the rest are role players, veterans taking a pay cut to try to win that title and everything. It's basically what you're seeing here is you've got your two stars around him on the offense with – Tyreek Hill, who we think that they're going to lock up long-term. One give big money. generational type of receiver. Right. And right. then Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football, as many people are saying. So you got those two guys, and then you fill out the roster around him with role players, some veterans that might be taking a pay cut on their second or third salary, come in, win a title with Patrick Mahomes because they know that's the best chance that they're going to get. And another thing that I thought was interesting that you said, too, was that, you know, LeBron James overall, you know, off the court and everything, great guy. Like, he has never gotten in trouble. He has been a pretty good role model overall and everything, and he's not going to bring any kind of negative attention to your team. Right. So that's the kind of long-term investment that you want to make in not only the skill but the -the off-the-field stuff, and that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes brings to you as well. And that's where I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, you saw what the main problem was last year, correct? And when when we brought up LeBron James and we compared him to Patrick Mahomes, we brought up LeBron James – What's the narrative that we said about LeBron James? He gets what he wants, he does what he wants, and he controls what he wants. Because he's that damn good. I'm sorry. If you don't like that, then get better at something and then go see what happens. If you are the best chef in your restaurant and you want to go open your own restaurant, guess who decides what's on that menu and guess who decides who's their prep line? That damn chef, right? Um, The other thing that's important is LeBron James, it took a little bit to get to that role, right? He got out of Cleveland. He went to Miami. Everybody hated him for going to Miami because, you know, he went four years. He won two, what, he won two titles, right? Won two titles in Miami. But he was always there. And I know the NBA is different than the NFL. The NBA, you play 82 games in a season. The NFL, you play 16. And you have to win, and you have to win substantially to get to the playoffs. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and this team, we're not very far from it to where Patrick Mahomes is going to have a say on who plays on this team. And not only that, we're also not far from it to where veterans like, oh, I don't know, Sammy Watkins might be like, you know what? We got to the Super Bowl last year and we won. Hypothetically, I'm speaking, being skeptical. Let's say Sammy Watkins like, you know what? We got a Super Bowl. I'd like to collect two more. I'll take a pay cut because I got paid $11.78 million this year. I'm still going to get paid next year because I'm winning. And I know I'm with a special quarterback. And maybe if I'm on a special team that has special players, I can get a little bit of endorsements. Harry Kane just broke the tie against Aston Villa, by the way. Uh, Sorry, the Premier League's back. I'm a nerd. I play FIFA. I love it. Anyways. But we get into this. And what brought this conversation even more full circle is that I had talked to Pete Sweeney last week as he was up at uh, training camp. And he made a pretty interesting tweet. And Pete had said this. Patrick Mahomes had a long chat with Brett Veach on the field during the second team live period. Have to think the reigning MVP has earned himself at least a little input on the team's roster decision. 
You know Pete Sweeney. You know that he can have a lot of sarcasm melted around some content. Little input, Pete? Little Pete said he's got a little input. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is one year away, maybe already there, of telling the general manager who's the best way to go around getting this team the way he wants it. Because when your quarterback's that damn good and he's got that much star power and that much promise, I mean, you look at what happened September 17th. My bad. And then he says, come on. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes will be 24 on September 17th. He's got more pull than you think on this team when it comes to roster moves. And when he gets paid the big bucks, guys with the most money tend to have the bigger say when it comes to a franchise. And I get it. He's not a GM. He's not a president. He's not an owner. He's the quarterback of your franchise who's the most important player on the team. And when he wants something, he's probably going to get it. Especially a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who we envision being here for the next 15-plus years. We go to the text line, the Protein House, Eat With a Purpose text line, 69306. We asked over under 55,000 people. It starts off with, we're heading up there with 10 of us, over 55,000. Under, bro, from the 816. I'm going with the over from the 816. 816. 55-plus going to watch Potomac Bombs. 61,000 from the 913. Going to going with about 30 people, so over 55,000 for sure. From the 417, Tarrowhead will be rocking tonight. Over 55,000, Dusty. Pop on the farm. This will be the first time for the new players, vets, and, rock, and rooks to step out in Arrowhead. Even in the preseason, we bring it, baby. Bet even Frank Clark gets it. Well, can't say that. Bet <laughs> Frank Clark gets in there. I don't think Frank Clark's going to play. Go Chiefs over on that. Um, I think over. I think we're going to go over 55,000. By the way, we're talking about a preseason game. Week one. That's right. Um, we're not going to talk about preseason next. We're going to talk about some local college coach and a local college quarterback and why they both are in the news. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on Out of Bounds, Dusty Likens, Nick Price, live and local, 610 Sports Radio. Also, if you really want some content, we do have the 435 Podcast Network. I do a podcast where I do subplots. I dive into movies. Right now, I'm currently in the middle of the Lethal Weapon franchises, which I know Nick Price has never seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, there are four. I have currently covered the first one. We will move on to number two. It'll come out next Tuesday as the uh, doctor. As the uh, documentary, not documentary, but the podcast of mine comes out every single Tuesday. Uh, you have Brandon Kylie, the true son. You have Steven Serta, who does movies and shows. He's seen the Avengers 12 times. Uh, he claims that he was sick because he couldn't get to the doctor because he was too busy watching the Avengers. From the 816, what's the best claw flavor? Oh, mango, no doubt. Mango claw? Mango, no doubt, yeah. Man, no, I'm not like a, oh not man. a big like soda you're water a claw, or bro. salsa kind of nah, guy. Yeah, you're but a claw, bro. Ain't no laws when you're drinking mango claws, nope. man. And you're always a bra when you're drinking the claw. You know it. Uh, that's Nick Price. He's a KU former frat boy, and he's yep. never going to grow out of it. Nope, he yeah. will be at Arrowhead tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be out there. What happened to your microphone there? I, you I turned the your button. microphone off yeah, yourself? I, yeah, I didn't, didn't mean to. But anyway, yeah, I'll be out there. So, uh see me in the parking lot, come say what's up. I might be uh, walking around talking to some people, maybe get some content for next week while I'm out there. That's right. It's going to be a good night. A lot of people out there, and 
Arrowhead's going to look like a regular season game in that parking lot. That's right. We just read uh, Brett Veach's quotes from the ringer and from the 816. We got a response on the text line, 69306, Protein House, eat with a purpose text line. Literally, text anything you want. Um, I'll talk to you. You're the people. I want to talk to you. I want to have fun with your people. You're why we do this. I want to know if you're driving into Arrowhead tonight. Hell, if you're driving into Arrowhead or you're in line right now, you can call our phone. You can talk to us about it. 913-576-7610. I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you're doing. I want to know why you're there. I think there's going to be 55,000-plus people there. You don't agree with me? We'll find out later tonight. Guaranteed. Nick Price, he'll be there. He'll live tweet. He'll tell you what the parking lot looks like. Somebody said 5,500. That's funny. There was 6,000 people in St. Joe just for some autographs and some practice. From the 816, the NBA reference you all should be making is that Patrick Mahomes is Giannis. Both were MVPs. Both lost in respective conference finals. That's the comparison. He's not quite LeBron James yet. No, you're not completely accurate there. Yes, their careers and last year's seasons were comparable. But as a person, they are both rock stars. They are both guys that literally want to keep being bigger than the game. That's LeBron James. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's who those people are. They're rock stars. Giannis is great. Giannis is an MVP. But Giannis, I don't think, has the endorsements that Patrick Mahomes has quite yet in one year. I don't believe Giannis was on as many nighttime shows as Patrick Mahomes. And when Brett Veach says, I think Pat will get what he deserves because guys like that do, yeah, and he's also joking that Patrick doesn't fly commercial anymore. Aaron from Gardner, I think, is on the line right now. Is that right? No, nope, we're getting Aaron from, on the phone from Gardner. Maybe he's at the game. I don't know, but we got to dive into some other stuff. Because when it comes to live and local, there's other sports involved other than the Kansas City Chiefs. That is the Kansas Jayhawks. That is the Missouri Tigers, K-State. What Aaron from Gardner want to say? Uh, he just said, Nick Price, come find me. He's selling beer at the stadium. He's like, I'm going to buy you a beer tonight. So Seriously? Yeah. Pretty cool. That's awesome. He also said he loves the show, and he listens every week. So, Well, thank you, Aaron Shout out from to Gardner. Aaron. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, one call and three hours of shows. That's got to be a good ratio. Take that, Steven Spector. But we talk about local teams. We talk about local guys. And I want to talk about this for a second. That is Les Miles. And Les Miles had a little run-in with Michigan. Now, I know this gets Joshua Vernier sports horny because one of the best coaches in college football in the last 15 years, Les Miles, not saying he's in the top five, maybe in the top 10, but Les Miles had this to say when he was talking about his chance at almost becoming the Michigan head football coach a few years ago. Quote, it did not have to do with the team, with the amount of money. It had to do with the decisions that would be made on behalf of Michigan. If, in fact, I would be the head football coach, I just needed some backing and some strength. It was probably too far away. It's certainly a place I loved. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. It sounds like maybe Michigan wanted to let Les Miles be the head coach, but if he was going to be the head coach, they were going to have a say into who was going to be there. Now, obviously, they hired Rich Rodriguez, and that didn't go very well. In fact, they went 15-22 and 22 under Rich. You remember that, Vern? You remember those years? Not good. Also, a guy on the committee that wasn't a fan of Les Miles was Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr probably coached a little too long. But none of this matters because Les Miles is now the head football coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, and that was a team that needed somebody like Les Miles. Kansas Jayhawks, who Nick Price, when he was in school there, covered that team 
was possibly the worst collegiate football team in the history of college football for at least those four-year stretch. Yeah, I was covering the team for KUJH television, uh, student television Shout out. out there. Shout out Chris Bacon. He's the man. Um, His name's Chris Bacon? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Executive producer, he's the man. Is he um, a bra that drinks claw? Uh, I'm sure he's had a claw. Nice. I'm sure he's had a claw. And if not, Chris, let's meet up for some claws sometime. Hang out. <laughs> Chill, bro. Um, but no, I, w- I was out there for four years, and I was covering the team, and it was a... It, it, it was honestly just really depressing. It was like, terrible. I remember, I remember talking Don't to Ben Goodman. It. I remember it was terrible. I know. I remember talking to Ben Goodman senior year, uh, his senior year defensive end, and he was talking about how he's never won an away game. He's never been happy on a flight home from an away football game. And we were going into the last road game of the season, and they did not win. But it was very depressing. It was terrible the whole time that we were there, and it was one thing where. KU game days on Saturdays would always be a good excuse for the students to go out there and party and everything, but nobody ever watched the game or even went to the game. Nobody cared. And now when you get a guy less like Les Miles in there, I know that we've got the whole Michigan thing hanging out there, but the thing is he ended up in Lawrence, Kansas, and he's already creating excitement out there. You talk about all these recruits that he's getting. You just get this allure of Les Miles. Like as a KU alumni, when I see Les Miles and his KU stuff walking around in practice, blowing his whistle and all that, that is something that just, yeah, I mean, it's just like. Less miles blown as whistles will get you. I mean, it's So just, the three things that get you are, crazy. are mango claws, microwave grilled cheese, nah. and less miles blown as whistle. Pretty much, yeah. Moving on to the other team, the Missouri Tigers, right? Missouri Tigers, they're on a band. Jay Beagley thinks that band gets lifted in the next week or so. My biggest issue with the Missouri Tigers is that Kelly Bryant's their quarterback and that Dabo Sweeney won't give him a championship ring. Yeah. Dabo Sweeney, you can kiss my ass. Okay, I'm going to say that out loud. You kiss my ass. And the reason I say that is because did he not practice with the team? Did he not play with the team? Did he not get overran by another quarterback because his decision-making made a new quarterback? Am I right? Yeah. Yes, Kelly Bryant. Maybe some injuries plagued him. But he lost his spot to another quarterback, which was made decision by Dabo Sweeney. Okay? Can coaches transfer schools with no punishment? Yeah. Okay. Kelly Bryant is a quarterback with a lot of talent that has a chance to play on Sundays. And he's not going to be given a ring from Dabo Sweeney because he wasn't on the team anymore or that he's not on the team anymore. That's it in a nutshell. I'm not going to dive into the logistics, but Dabo Sweeney doesn't want to give him a ring because he's just no longer with the team. And Dabo Sweeney is from the Nick Saban bread core. He's a strict, hard-ass, red-ass, whatever you want to call him. But Kelly Bryant will not be given a ring because he's no longer with the team. This makes me hope, and I hope, And I'm not even a Mizzou fan. I don't even root for Mizzou. I have a ton of friends that do. But this makes me hope the band gets lifted and Mizzou plays in a serious bowl game and that Kelly Bryant can win a ring and take a shot because I think coaches don't truly understand how terrible it is to be a college athlete in today's world because of the transfer protocol, the money that's being given out to coaches and not players, and the fact that locker rooms and facilities look like they do. Look at Mizzou's new facility. Look at LSU's new facility. Mm. Look at KU's football field. Yeah. That team is terrible. Yeah. And money the locker comes rooms pouring are amazing. in. But God forbid you get a ring. And the last thing I'll say about the rings before we go to break and before I bring up what Matt McMillan of the Chiefs has already tweeted about the Kansas City Chiefs parking lot, thanks to Cameron Corwin who tweeted at us, I'll tell you this. Lift the ban on Missouri. Let those kids play because Missouri did it right. They had a mole that was cheating 
They came out and were honest. And the analogy that Nick Price said was when you tell your parents the truth, because what is it that every parent has told their kid? If you just tell lie to us, it'll be so much easier yeah, for you we, in the long you run. You won't get in trouble. Just tell me what happened. If you broke the window, just let me know what happened. You know what, Mom? I'm an adolescent. I got a new slingshot, aimed it right at the window, broke it. My bad. All right, guess okay. what? You're grounded. Guess what? You got a game suspension. Don't do it again. If you wait all summer, and then they come out, and the landlord's like, hey, we got a video of your son doing this. It's like, damn it, Craig. I don't know why Craig would do it. Craig Stout seems like somebody would break a window. We'll come back. We'll talk about what the lines look like at Arrowhead, what the tailgate's going to look like. 55,000, baby. It's going to go over. And feel free to call us if you're there. 913-576-7610. But also, to tease the next segment, just be glad you're not a Raiders fan. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, live and local. This is Out of Bounds. You'll hear Nick Price from time to time. You're hearing me right now, which is, my name is Dusty Likens. Um, so I got tweeted at uh, from at Cameron Corwin 1. He says, he he retweets, uh, quote tweets, Matt McMillan, who is with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and they got a picture. It said, Kickoff is an hour away, and the lines are already down past the practice facility. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, from the text line. I'm going to start there. From the text line. What time does the game start, boys? Nick Price, you already responded. 7 o'clock. Somebody else from the 816. Just got in line. Gate 5. Waiting right in front of the practice facility. Again, I'm not making this stuff up, man. There's going to be 55,000 people there. I've said it. I told you that training camp was going to be insane when they opened it to the public. 15,000 people showed up that weekend. We said it earlier. 6,000 people showed up on a Wednesday. What's that song, uh, Going Up in the Club on a Tuesday? On a Tuesday. That's right. Yeah, they went up training camp on a Wednesday. Yeah, they went up in St. Joe on a Wednesday with 6,000 people. From the text line on the Kelly Bryant, he quit the team. Okay, okay. Again, but he was part of the team. A team that built a championship core. Guess what? Guys in the MLB that get traded or out of their control or maybe they were in a locker room issue still get rings. Ushers, people that worked with the Kansas City Royals, 700-plus people got, got World Series rings. I know, a ball boy that got a World Series ring. Yeah. Yeah. A ball boy. Yeah. The other one that really got me, and I don't know why this gets me, from the 816. We talked about your, what was it, your producer at your KU uh, football uh, coverage? Yeah. What was the name of that station? KUJH. Okay, there you go. Uh, you said the the shout-out was for Chris Bacon? Yeah, Chris Bacon. Does his middle name start with a P? <laughs> no, because no. the text line says. Be too good. Which is really good. From the text line, it says, um, <laughs> please tell me that Chris Bacon's middle name <laughs> begins with a P. Or, I'm sorry, that Chris, Chris Bacon's middle name begins with a P so that it's Chris P. Bacon. Yeah. My God. By the way, if you haven't seen that yeah. video, go search Crispy Bacon. There's a news anchor that absolutely <laughs> loses it at this pig named Crispy Bacon. Oh, man. What a Richard, that owner. Uh, from Big Lance, Dusty, how was your birthday? And are you watching NXT TakeOver tonight? I will not be watching NXT TakeOver, Lance, but I am juiced. And I mean juiced for SummerSlam on Sunday. 
I got to produce the Royals game, and it's an early start. They start at 12. Should get done about 4, unless it's like that Boston Red Sox game the other oh, night. Man. Uh, Ooh, that was man. rough, man. Um, but let's talk a little bit about a division foe. Since we're live and local, and the Kansas City Chiefs play the Cincinnati Bengals tonight, they will play the Oakland Raiders in Week 2. And by God, I am glad that uh, I don't have to cover the Raiders because... Let the quotes begin. Yeah, so Adam Schefter tweeted this all out yesterday, but I'm going to start with the first one. Antonio Brown believes the new helmet, the new helmet that rules mandate he wears protrudes out and interferes with his vision as he tries to catch the football. The Raiders have been sending Brown other approved helmets to try out, but at this time he is not interested in wearing any of them. The next tweet, and now this. Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown has told team officials that unless he gets to wear his old helmet, he will not play football again per league sources. Then he goes, and more, Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown had a two-hour hearing today with league officials regarding whether he could be allowed to wear his old helmet. His NFL future could be riding on it. You know what's even worse? Hey, to the world, yours truly. Now, I live in Las Vegas. I would love to see Antonio Brown play. I think he's one of the he greatest had to think about his last name. that has ever played football. But if you're telling me he's willing to give up that kind of money because of the style of the helmet, Look, you don't want to go to training camp? Don't go. But giving yeah. up that money because of uh, the helmet? I call BS. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Oh, my God. When O.J. Simpson's telling you that you're BS, a guy that is allegedly, well, I guess he got off uh, murdering two people. He's no longer doing that, I guess. I, it, 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 I don't know. I don't, I'm in trouble now. But either way, that video, O.J. Simpson is looks like he's in like a foyer of his house in Vegas yeah. holding a driver yeah. inside, so God knows why he's got to hold that, wearing a nice white shirt that you probably wouldn't wear to a barbecue restaurant, some khaki shorts, and then says, I call BS. Uh, that's where we're at with Antonio Brown, who, by the way, plays for the Oakland Raiders, who I believe gave up, what, a first round? What, did they give up? No, they didn't give a first round pick. They got three first round picks. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were done with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown also this offseason got frostbite on his feet. Yeah. The narrative that everybody's calling this is that Antonio Brown all of a sudden has cold feet with the NFL. Mm -hmm. Carrington Harrison thinks that he's done wanting to play football for the rest of his life. O.J. Simpson calls BS. And all of a sudden, here we are before the season starts. They're on hard knocks, too, by the way. His kids want to know where Ben Roethlisberger is. He had to let them know that he plays with Derek Carr. Derek Carr tried so hard, and I mean in more ways than one, tried so hard to be a leader and say that, oh, man, when I played with Antonio Brown, the Pro Bowl, man, I was like, oh, I'll throw you the deep ball. Like, I know you're Kim. Like, get the hell out of here. The other fact that I have is Derek Carr puts suntan lotion or some sort of oil on his arms and rolls his sleeves up as if that's going to be a facade or a mirage that we all forgot that that grown-ass man cried in the middle of an NFL game <laughs> right. as a leader of that team. Hell out of here. But Antonio Brown, man, I want to side with Carrington on this about the fact that maybe he thinks that Antonio Brown just doesn't want to play anymore. I'm not really sure where that is. I know in Oakland, careers go to die. Example, Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. Randy Moss went to Oakland, never want to play football again. Then he went to New England, and they went 16-0, and and Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. It's a black hole out there in Oakland, man. No pun intended. Right. And now here we are again. We are watching football. For those of you that are really horny for football, we're watching the Oakland Raiders on hard knocks. For me, it's just absolutely insane. 
because there's so much drama. There are so many personalities. Richie Incognito and Antonio Brown had their own cutaway scene mm-hmm. where it looked like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters, which I know you've never seen. I've seen Ghostbusters. Okay. And you know what I'm talking about then, like yes. giant figure of a oh, person. Yeah. And then Antonio Brown sitting there talking to him. Two personalities that are on the completely opposite spectrums. Oh, and by the way, then you've got John Gruden who cuts a guy from Last Chance U because he refused to go to his training facility before practice, which I do agree with. And then you've got John Madden in, an, in a montage clip talking seven about the seven-man sled. sled. Oh, yeah. You want to know why people don't do the seven-man sled anymore? Because <laughs> they don't like it. You know why people don't want to go to Oakland? Because they don't like Oakland. You know why they don't want to play for John Gruden? Because John Gruden doesn't like. He's talking about crushing dreams. He wants to make nightmares. Here's a nightmare. You got Antonio Brown on your team. He doesn't want to play football. Yeah, and you also had uh, Jonathan Abram just, like, hitting people as hard as he could in practice and taking it as a total joke when John Gruden's like, hey, man, chill out. Stop this. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, coach. Okay. I can't wait for Jonathan Abram to see Patrick Mahomes live. Like, I really, like, I know we saw it. I'm just going to keep dogging the Raiders. But I remember watching a couple weeks ago, or maybe this last week, where uh, DeMarcus Robinson ran a route and Mahomes knew where he was going to be and just, like, patted the ball and then threw it to a spot and the corner of the safety was just so damn lost. That's what I want to see John Abrams in week two in Oakland playing against the Chiefs. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see is him be like, oh, I'm this big, bad dude. I like to hit people. Well, you got to figure out who you're going to hit before you hit them. And when Patrick Mahomes makes that guy look silly, that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's why I'm glad that you out there, Kansas City listeners, don't have to root for the Raiders. Because it's got to be pretty damn nice. Because guess what? They haven't even played a real football game yet, and their team is in shambles. Because their best player is not even around. In fact, he's got cold feet. No pun intended. Actually, tons of pun intended. Putting them on ice. How would you rate that first episode? There are mixed reviews, right? Some people yeah. didn't like it. I put, I mean, like, it's the first episode of Hard Knocks, so not a lot happens because not before, like, there's no preseason game, joint practice or anything. I give it, like, a six, like a six or seven. A lot of big cast of characters and everything. So I'm excited for this week. Sean McVay and the Rams coming to town. He's just like a mini John Gruden, too. Like, they say all the same things. But he's sexier. Yeah, and a better coach. That's right. Um, the Royals are bad, but there's something worse and a little bit more ugly than what their record implies, and it's coming up in a couple weeks. Woof. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Coming up in just a little bit under two hours after us is actually just under, yeah, just a little bit over an hour or under two hours. Uh, overtime with Unicero, Jillian Carroll, Julio Sanchez, which is the sexiest trio in sports radio, at least in Kansas City. Uh, we might be the ugliest, uh, Nick Price and myself. Um, but that's near or nor here nor there. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, first preseason game. Gates open in less than 15 minutes. And then you will see on I-70, you will see that smoke cloud, a different one than you might see in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit different smell. Um, you'll smell meats, not grass, which is kind of nice. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of claws out there. Is that, te- that seems to be the day's show's theme is if you're, uh, if you're ready to raw, you need some claw, which I think is a new saying that I just made up. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. You know, I thought this was funny. 
the players only weekend just released their jerseys last week on what they'll look like. And speaking of the claw, the home jerseys, I think, are the white ones. Yeah. And the roads are all black. And the white ones, they look like standing human claws. That's what they look like. For Pretty those much. of you who don't know what the claw is, just go to YouTube, type in the claw. You'll find tons of videos. It is a seltzer drink that has taken the world by storm because a lot of people just don't like to drink good booze. Jay Binkley actually, I think, does like the claw. I feel like I think Jay Binkley is a fan of the claw. Actually. He would never admit that, though. No, he wouldn't. There's a lot of stuff that he wouldn't admit to. Like he said one day he was eating a sandwich, and then we got out of him that he was eating a Big Mac. Yeah. Not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. That's right. So, Nick Price, what are some of these nicknames from Player Weekend? So some of the ones that stood out to me on the Royals are like Scott Barlow is Scoots Magoots. You That's got, okay. He obviously got Hunter Dozier, the Bulldoze. Uh, this one was pretty cool. Danny, My name. Came Danny, up with that name. Yep. Shout out Dusty Likens. Uh, get credit because I only got 841 followers on Twitter. Yep. Get them to 1,000 by opening day. Um, you got Danny Duffy and Alex Gordon switching names. So Danny Duffy is the Gordo. Best. Alex Gordon is Duffman. Which Love is that. great, even though Duffy's injured. Whit Merrifield, Whitley. That's kind of like what... A lot of people call him. I don't know. Um, so his mother calls him. Yeah. Um, Adalberto Mondesi is ace. Which personally. is awesome. It, it's really cool. There's also just another ace that I think I'll always think of for Which, the Royals. Not to interrupt you, but for those of you that don't know, your Dono Ventura and Adalberto Mondesi had a very, 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 very close friendship. Which I think is why that's cool. Which, if you ever want to know about their friendship, feel free to tweet at Cody B. Tap. He knows more about it than I do. Maybe Josh Vernier as well. But Yordano Ventura and Ace Vent- or Yordano Ventura and Adalberto Mondesi were very, very close. In fact, every time uh, Mondesi goes to the plate when he points up to the sky, it is for uh, it is for Yordano Ventura, and uh, he wears that Ace band yeah. every game on his uh, forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, Ryan O'Hearn is Bro Hearn. Everybody's been calling him that. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Starling. I thought this was funny because Bubba is already his nickname, so they just call him Bubs. Which, okay, so that I don't understand because I was talking to Cody Tab about this because I really wanted Josh Stamont's nickname to be Billy. Yeah. Because I said he looks like Billy from Stranger Things. Yeah. And he actually brought that up in Cody Tapp's uh, Tapping the Plate, which is on the 435 Podcast Network, mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier, if you want to check that out. He brings that up to uh, Josh Stalmont. He brings up my name as well, which thanks to Cody Tapp for doing that. But he says, one of my coworkers, Dusty, says that you look like Billy from Stranger Things. And then he then reiterates, he says, that's all Alex Gordon calls me. So even Alex Gordon only calls him Billy. Nice. Uh, another one on here, Nikki Lopez, just shorts. I don't know. That's kind of funny. I like that. Because he's kind of tiny and young. Right. Um, let's see. Brad Keller is Yeldarb. So that's just Bradley backwards. Kind of like a Stanley Yelnats kind of situation. I don't really get that one. Um, I don't think people understand Stanley Yelnats. Really? Which is obviously her Nobody's holes. seen holes? Yeah. All right. Don't uh, come on. Time out. Time out. You don't have the right to say, I've seen nobody's holes. seen this movie, when you haven't seen 15 American classics. Okay, all right, but I've seen Holes. Um, and then yeah. Tim Hill is Tim Jim. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then Billy Hamilton is Bone. The worst one of them all. B-O-N-E. That's the worst one. Yeah. Bone. You know what Billy Hamilton's nickname means to me? A bone in my side because we can't see Brett Maverick Phillips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Maverick instead of Bone. Brett Phillips is tearing it up in the minor leagues, but we're going to have to go out there and see Bone in a claw jersey. Which, can we talk about how terrible these jerseys are? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but maybe somewhere in MLB they lost 
the idea that it's players-only weekend. Why didn't the players get to choose the colors of the uniforms? Last year, they were great. The Royals were like royal blue. No, they were like powder blue and dark blue with white lettering. Now we get, um, if you go to like a paint document on the computer and you accidentally hit eraser, that's what it looks like. You literally have white jerseys with white names with black outlines. And then you get black jerseys with black names with silver outlines. It's terrible. It's kind of like their take on, like, I know KU and Adidas do those, like, iced-out jerseys a lot of the time. It's kind of like their take on that, but it's just, it doesn't work, especially not with baseball. But, yeah, I think that some of these nicknames could use some work. My favorite thing is probably Gordo and Duffy switching it because, you know, they've been around each other and their boys and all that. So, that's pretty cool. And I think we both agree on uh, Mondesis with Ace. Yeah. I think that's cool, which oh, is yeah. a very simplistic version of just switching your name to somebody else's name that's currently on the roster, but it's better than Bone. <laughs> Ugh. Bone. What a noise. Whatever. Uh, we move on. I had something that was very funny, as in this, uh, I read this awful announcing article where they rated the local MLB announcers the 2019 edition. And yes, every baseball team is on there. So yes, we stay live and local. We go to your Kansas City Royals and where they rank. It is ranked on a grade system like you are back in high school with an A, B, C, D, or F. The Royals, well, when it comes to all of their announcing, it is not radio. It is just TV, apparently. Because the only ones that got grades in this were Lefevre, Physioc, and Hudler. The Royals topped out with 29% of the votes, almost 30% of the votes, Getting a C grade. Boy, that's got to be tough on Ryan Lefevre. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lefevre, fan of the show. I been on here fantastic. several times. He is fantastic. Yeah. The second grade, which I'm okay with, 19.7% gave the Royals broadcast team a B. The third set letter in the system at 17.4% is an A, followed by an F, and then a D. So their report card looks pretty good. Yeah. They got a C, a B, and an A when it comes to the top three percentages. 29% of people gave it a, a C. 19% of people gave it a B. 17% of people gave it an A. 16% gave it an F. And 16 gave it a D. So the higher grades are at the top. Obviously, you'd like to see an A at the top. Houston Astros have a B. The Detroit Tigers have a C. We don't need to go through every team. But the Royals scored pretty well. But unfortunately, when you have such an all-star like Ryan Lefevre, who's really good at what he does, sometimes other guys are not as good as Ryan Lefevre. But again, it's a team. And they didn't do radio, and Denny Matthews doesn't do TV. And Denny Matthews, I believe, is the longest-tenured announcer for one baseball team now that Vince Scully no longer does it. Denny Matthews obviously been here with the Royals since the Royals were the Royals. But there's possibly a reason why the Royals didn't get the best grade, and that's because sometimes... Other guys say some things that don't really make sense. So I was studying a little bit on the state of Minnesota. They say there are 11,842 lakes that are at least 10 acres big. I mean, this is uh, a lot of water in the area. As a matter of fact, that's how Minneapolis got its name. The city got its name because Minnie is a Dakota Sioux word for water. And they were the Native Americans prevalent in the area before the uh, white men showed up. Here is the pitch. Okay, and Cody Tapp's pregame show pitch. starts at 4 o'clock here on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals and Tigers play at 5 o'clock Eastern time. So it's going to be 
No, 6 o'clock Eastern time. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyways, preseason starts tonight. Chiefs, Bengals, we come back. We revisit what this preseason game could mean, what the crowds might be, and the text line is chiming in as well on what it looks like out there. Oh, by the way, here's one funny. Hamilton's name should be DFA. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 